welcome back to Return to the Movies. I'm Austin J. Jones, your average Joe reviewer. I review it so you don't waste your money or time. Now, let's get on to with today's dad joke. Found out I was colorblind the other day. That one came right out of the orange. My god, these are becoming more terrible by the week. Anywho, today are, it's going to be an interesting selection of three movies, mind you. One where animation, and I'm talking about 2D animation, meets real life. You know, that kind of movie that that seems to be all all but extinct and was replaced with 3D animation or CGI. But I'm going to be taking a look at the best of the best, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Rabbit, the worst, that being Rocky and Bullwinkle's first big movie. And the ones that's in between, that's gained a cult following, but sort of stunk it up um, by the critics. And I'm talking, but <laughs> I'll get into that at a later, at a later date, and, or rather the first segment. And so you won't have to wait for that one. For now, now it's going to be an interesting episode. So take a time, relax, grab. Have a soda and just have fun. I know I will. Anywho, this is the. We're gonna be taking a short break. This is, well, you know, I want the theme for that first movie. And if you have ever seen this ever, you probably know which movie I'm gonna be reviewing first. Well, that was a very good song, i.e. the Space Jam theme by Quad City's DJ. And good song, good song, and now you know what movie I'm going to be talking about first. Yep, that's right, Space Jam, and made in 1996. American live action and slash animated sports buddy comedy film directed by Joe Pitka. Uh, starring the basketball player Michael Jordan himself, and he's crossed over with Bugs Bunny. Yeah, let that sink it for a minute. And the film presents a fictionalized account 
of what happened in between Michael Jordan's initial retirement from the NBA in 1993 to his comeback in 1995, in which he's enlisted by the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Just wait to hell. Not the one a basketball match against a group of aliens who intend to enslave them as attractions for their theme park. I know, I couldn't make this up even if I wanted to. Wayne Knight, Hunt and Teresa Randall, and Bill Murray actually appear in supporting roles while Bill, Billy West, D. Bradley Baker, and D. DeVito will headlock I'm the voice cast. That's I.E. Hang on, give me a minute here. Sorry about that. Ah, huh. I.E. They basically voice Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Okay, and so on and so forth. Alright, yeah, good. Anywho, Space Jam was released theatrically in the United States on November 15th, 1996 by Warner Bros. Pictures. The film was a huge box office success, opening number one at the North American box office and grossing over 230 million worldwide, becoming the highest grossing basketball film of all time. However, it received mixed reviews from critics. Just wait. Who? They were divided on the out of place parents and concept of combining Jordan. In, in his profession, with Looney Tunes characters. I can sort of see in this. It felt like this. I bet you, oh, when they were given the pitch meeting of the, this film, they were like, <laughs> uh, good joke, good, good April Fool's joke, but seriously, what, what's the, what's the real film? No? You're serious? Oh, God. Oh, like I... Like I said, it was practically criticized by veteran director of the original cartoons, Chuck Jones, for the questionable portrayal of most of his characters, specifically Bugs Bunny, while mainly, while many additionally praised the technical achievements of playing digitally live action and animation, and particularly you know, the basketball scenes, means visual effects, performances, particularly Jordan's, and and the faithful Looney Tunes comedy. The film was nonetheless amassed a significant cult following and is considered one of the most iconic films of the 1990s and one of the most popular sports movies of all time. Yeah, that's right. The most popular sports film of all time is a crossover over with basketball and Looney Tunes. Never thought I'd say this, but apparently, I mean, that's what apparently got me into basketball. Don't judge me, we've all been there. Here. Jeez Louise. Any. Eh. Like I said, it was a box up. The reception. It got. While it was not on a critical excess, it did get a few accolades. Ains. Ains. 1997, the the ASCAP and Film and Television Music Awards, they won the most pop, most performed songs from Motion Pictures by, i.e., there was one by Dwayne Warren for the song for You I Will. It also won the top, top box office film, 
films from James Newton Howard. They also won an Annie Award. So, that proves that you got something right, i.e. the best individual achievement, technical well, achievement, and a Grammy, best song on ring, and specifically for a motion pick and short television show. I believe I can fly. Yeah, I can't get that song out of my head either. All right, 1997's World Animation Celebration. They also won the best use of animation in a motion picture trailer. And they also got nominated for the best family feature for Young Artist Award. Animation or special effects. Now, this movie was pretty good. I will not lie. I didn't even know basketball was a thing until I saw this film. Again, don't judge me. We've all been there. I just thought it was just, well, non-existent. I thought it was made up until I actually did some research and figured out that it was an actual sport. Again, don't judge me. Hey, I'm a nerd. Nerd. We don't do who's sports. If anything, those things can kill us. And apparently the film did so well, people were expecting a sequel. Years have passed, and years have passed, and years, I mean years, have passed, and they were all waiting for Space Jam 2. No more! Until a few years later. And by that, I mean in, in Space Jam, A New Legacy, he's starring LeBron James himself. Well, that's right. And quarterback basketball player from, from the Lakers is scheduled to be released on, on, on July 16th, 2016 and both sorry, July 16th, 2021 not 2016, why did I say that? I don't know, oh, 16's on my mind anywho, you know, it's it's to be released in both theaters and on HBO Max, so oh, if you're listening, Garrett, you might want to go and oh, get a tech it's because this ain't gonna last forever. All right. Have fun. All right, I think we're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna. Now we're gonna move on from mixed to probably one of the best of the best, i.e., Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But now we're gonna be talking. But now, here's, here's Smile, Donya Smile, by Jack Meskill and the Tune Chorus.
Welcome back to Return to the Movies here on Anchor.fm. I'm on your our host, Austin Jones, and now we're going to be talking about probably one of the best of the be- best animation slash live action movies. He's, I'm talking about the uh, the comedy mystery film directed by Robert Zemeckis himself, produced by Frank Marshall and Robert Watts, written by and Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman. Yes, it's Seaman. S-E-A-M-A-N. Seaman. I'm talking about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Walt Disney. Now, you see, this movie is set in 1947. But it was produced when it was released in 1988. So, there were a few years early. It's a version of Hollywood where cartoon characters were commonly referred to as the Toons. Well, that just basically sums up their personality. At least says so much about them. Anywho, and people, real-life people, coexist. The film follows Eddie Valiant, a private eye who, who investigate, who must exonerate Roger Rabbit, a Toon who has been accused who's for the murder of a wealthy businessman after he got, was caught cheating with Roger's wife. Well, given who, how his wife looks, I'd say I can understand why Roger would feel a bit agitated and anger and vengeful. Anywho, the move, Walt Disney actually he purchased the film rights for the store in 1981 and Price and Seaman and again whoever is laughing while watching this is get your minds out of the gutter wrote two drafts of the script before Disney bought an exclusive producer for Steven Spielberg and his production company Amblin Entertainment and Zemeckis was bought was brought on the direct on to direct the film, while a Canadian animator, Richard Williams, was hired to supervise the animation sequences. But the production was moved from Los Angeles to El Street Studio in England, in England, to accommodate Williams and his group of animators. While filming, the production budget began to rapidly expand, and the shooting schedule ran longer than expected. And you know what the sick part is? This was actually loosely based on a novel. Well, well, the 1981 novel, Who Censored Roger Rabbit? And, well, as you can imagine, the movie basically, he does follow that same in paradigm. Who? Roger Rabbit? And was Frank in for murder? He hired Eddie Valiant to help him out. They worked together. Yada yada. But, do you want to know what the freaky thing is? The only thing they managed to get from the story was that the cartoon characters and, and humans were living together, coexisting. Like, that's pretty much it. Everything else, else basically came out of the bag of tricks from these producers. And I can see why, considering how the original story ended. Ugh, that just makes me want to drink. Anyhow. The film was released through Disney, Disney's Touchstone Pictures banner on June 22, 1988. It received acclaim from critics, audiences, who considered it a blend, the blend of live action and animation, 
They seem to be groundbreaking, as well as praising the performances, writing, humor, and the characters. It grossed over 329.8 million worldwide, becoming one of the highest grossing films of the year. It brought a new interest in the golden age of American animation, spearheading modern American animation, and, and the Disney Renaissance. It won three Academy Awards for Best Editing, Best Sound Effects Editing, and Best, Best Visual Effects. No editing required. It also received Special Achievement Academy Awards for its animation direction by Williams. And in 2016, it was selected for the U.S. National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. That's how, how well you know that they did this movie, considering the, the Library of Congress may be culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. And have you ever heard a movie, a, a movie that features cartoon characters from Looney Tunes and Warner Brothers, even Disney, i.e. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and all them, and Goofy, and Minnie Mouse, and all them, and ever getting the word aesthetically or culturally significant? No, not once, ever! That's, it just proves how well how they did this. But like I but I digress. Like I said, they actually bring in a few characters that didn't, and that weren't even part of the story. Or, like, at all. There's Benny the Cat, play. Adam Greasy, and, and. And Judge Doom. Voiced by Charles Fraser, and Christopher. And played by Christopher Lloyd, I mean, respectively. Judge Doom wasn't actually even a part of the story, he was actually the main antagonist of this film. Meaning that Roger Rabbit was innocent. In the story? Not so much! In fact, in the original story, Roger Rabbit actually did commit the murder and had and separated himself off into, well, a body double, which sort of served as his <clears throat> stunt double. He used the, used the stunt double as an alibi, and when and the two wounds get whacked, they melt. melt. So, and also, Roger was actually planning on making the tech into Valiant himself be the fall guy. Right, when he figured out that his, his wife was cheating on him. Wow. Wow, this got dark. Like I said, it made me want to consider picking up a drink. And when the stunt double actually spent time with Eddie, they actually had a good friendship. He didn't want to go through with Roger's his original plan. He even and Eddie, quote unquote, proved Roger Rabbit's innocence, i.e., exonerated him. him. But even though he wasn't the one who did, he was actually the one who did. And, but killed on the genie. Again, you have to read the story. I mean, it was, it's just weird. You, you just need to read it for yourself. I.e., the genie. Anywho, he also killed the genie who killed Roger Rabbit. And a stunt double gift is Eddie a heartfelt goodbye while melting and melting himself. Now in the movie, the tunes are basically immortal. Unless Doc Judge Doom over there are basically 
he puts them in dip, the only acid that can kill tunes. Wow. Just wow. This doom is act and honestly, that's kind of dark. Okay. <laughs> he's a... Do I know who? He's actually an evil tune mastermind and the one responsible for framing the title character as well as killing Eddie Valiant's brother within the film. Um, awkward. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I consider how he basically hated tunes. Tunes. But anywho, <clears throat> but the characterization for Judge Doom was much feared. He's the much feared judge of Toontown. Esper proceeding over the city of Toons. Doom is totally in war without mirth. Earth and Pa has capital punishment on Toons who break the law, placing them in a chemical vat of I'm sorry, I can't pronounce this. Turpine, acetone, and benzine, in which he dubs the dip. He en- employs his tomb weasel, or henchman, in the tomb patrol. That sounds like the name of a spin off series. To assist him in hunting down Roger Rabbit and for the murder of Matt Arvin Acme. Again, Acme? Isn't that? I thought that was just a Looney Tunes thing. And considering that basically the pro. And people who basically make all the wacky stuff of them and give these people. But anywho, Doom is basically what you would consider a creepy villain. And I mean that in the best possible way. And the reviews of Christopher Lloyd's role as Judge Doom was mostly positive. He was ranked as one of the greatest film villains of all time by Wizard Magazine. He, and also, the character and plot twist reveal him as a tomb placed as one of the scariest childhood moments being ranked on characters like, like Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure and the, a child care catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Well, that just sounds like a name that you might want to hide your kids from. Don't look at me like that! You know where I was going with it! Anywho, Judge Doom also appeared in the video games, the graphic novel, almost in a few merchandising lines based on the film. So, as you can imagine, he was basically a huge hit with the film. But the film was also good for... Several things like making in comic books like Roger Rabbit, Rock, Roger Rabbit's Toontown, and the Resurrection of Doom. I know, I was a little bit surprised myself. And the book also got on some novelization and a basic mystery. Basically, the book also a few books that was. While one of them wasn't a sequel or a prequel, it was basically he called Who Plugged Roger Rabbit. I'm not I'm making a joke. There's actually a couple of P he's before plugged. Okay. He also got a few children's picture book 
chipmunks and who what rock onto a rabbit. I'm pretty sure that's basically that basically just sounds like who who censored Roger Rabbit's original film title. And frankly, I think that it was. But the film also went doing well enough to get and some animated shorts out there, and for Roger Rabbit. Right, Tommy Trouble, Roller Coaster Rabbit, and Trail Mixup, which also will star Roger Rabbit, his wife, and the adult baby Herman play in each respectively as Charles Frazier, and Kathleen Turner, and Lou Hirsch. And yeah, uh, this his wife. <clears throat> Yeah, um, she's basically renowned as a a certain symbol for procreation in in animation. And she also, she's also well known for the line of, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way. And if you look up a picture, you can see what the original Roger Rabbit would. I went about this all, I already talked about it already, anywho. Now let's move on to uh, Eddie Valiant, right, our main protagonist. In the original novel, he was a fictional L.A. based private detective hired by comic book stars. Yeah, that's another thing that they got, that they basically loosely based on. On In this one, and who censored Roger Rabbit, the, the tunes are basically comic book characters. In the film, they're all all, all, as you can imagine, cartoons. Anywho, who he be, he was basically in the film. He was was a sir. There were son. He had a brother named Theodore Teddy for short, and there were sons for circus clowns. He joined the police. He's in nineteen in twenty five. He started their own, own private eye eye services in nineteen thirty eight, and, and they. He had a reputation of rescuing tunes in trouble, solving the kidnappings of Daffy Duck's nephews and clearing Goofy of espionage. Gosh. Espionage? Goofy? Okay, now I just want to have prequel movies about what happened back then. And, and, and during the whole... And during 1942, they investigated a robbery by an unknown bank robber there to be revealed. By Judge Noom, who dropped the piano on them. He survived, but broke his arm. He. How does someone get a broken arm when a piano drops on them? Um, that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, who am I kidding? Hey. Cartoon logic. Anywho, as you can imagine, the, the film received many, many cri- rewards and was. Fa- and was fairly good for basically everyone who ever loved Roger Rabbit. And now, oh, my God, I'm pretty sure I've, I've ran out of breath by talking about the film already. So I think we it's appropriate if we move on from the best of the best to the best of the worst. I'm talking about The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, for those who are just joining us, this is Return to the Movies. I'm, I'm your host, Austin. And Jerry Jones, your average Joe reviewer. And now we're going to be talking about uh, the 2000 film home, home of live action animated adventure comedy 
being based on on Desmikanov, Desmikanov, and produced by Universal Pictures, based on the classic classic cartoon, The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends, and by Jay Ward. This is their film. The, the basic premise of the film is that at the villain until the original will show up will bore or is bad enough Natasha Fatale and fearless leader who have lost who basically lost all power in plot and and Potsylvania I remember that. that's a Plotsylvania what the heck following the end of the Cold War they escaped telling the Hollywood and and by and convincing the executive of Mini Mogul to sign ru- a right contract like, to their series and greenlining a potential movie, dragging the villains out from their anime world, transforming them into live-action characters. Okay. Meanwhile, Rocky and Bullwinkle will live in Mecha- Mel- a Melcon-like life next 35 years after their television show was canceled. Poor guys. Their, their anime home, The Frostbite Falls, was deforested. Rocky can no longer fly, and the show was unseen near her and now lives with his mother. Oh my god, I'm pretty sure that's every man's worst nightmare. Now, anywho, who soon the F- FBI basically basically can basically sees that the villains, i.e. ones of the original show, oh, have found an RBTV, really bad television. I'm pretty sure that that's basically uh, Um, I know that there's an Ori-ish. Oh, based on that, what was it? Uh, TMZ? Yeah, TMZ. Hey, anywho, who they bring over Rocky and Bullwinkle. Now, how can you make them live action? You can't. So they're obviously gonna make them 2D animated, and I'm pretty okay with that. Hang on, I'm getting. Sorry, I'm getting a call from my producers. Yeah. What? You're kidding me. Are you serious? My God. So apparently they're making them 3D animated. My God! And they team up with as a an FBI agent, Karen Sympathy. Karen Sympathy? What? And portrayed by Piper Her Parado, Piper Lisa Parado. I take down on their arch nemesis. He's he's get Rocky's flight of capabilities back and save the world from bad television. Well, clearly this is not not the right film for it, and they obviously failed considering what we got on how many on TV channels on the air now. Yeah, I went there. So, by given how much hate I'm giving on this film, you can obviously imagine that I do not like it. Well, for one thing. And they did, and make the t- main character 
There's 2D. And they did. It's basically just been in the main show. Oh, intro when everything was 2D! Like the show. And they also had a basic film. They also had the co-producer of the film, um, Robert De Niro, um, portraying Fearless Leader. You know, Boris Baden off is portrayed by Jason Alexander and Rene Russo as Natasha Fatal. Along with Randy Quad, uh, and uh, many, many, many other characters, add to the actors and characters into the, this film. Fun fact: King, King Thompson and Kel, um, and Kel Mitchell actually make a, a cameo appearance in this film. I'm saying that huh, their show will never get canceled. Oh, that did not age well. While Keith Scott, no relation to the original voice song. Actor Bill Scott play voice Bullwinkle uh, in the film's narrator. Well, on June 4, a reprised her role as Rocky, as well as the narrator's mother. Oh boy. <laughs> well, that must be uh, interesting. So, you wanna know how bad this film was? It only got 43% re- review based on 100 review approval from Rotten Tomatoes. Based on 100 reviews, it was with an actor. Average of 4.8 out of 10 in the critical consensus. Though the film stayed true to the nature of the original cartoon, that sounds good. The script is disappointing. Ooh, not funny. Ooh, and most of all, all, all the writing, plot, and humor was, ugh. But they did praise the performances, visual effects. Thanks and faithfulness to the four source material, as stated before. <laughs> on metric, the film won scoring 36 out of 100 based on on reviews from 30 critics indicating generally unfavorable reviews. Ooh. I a surveyed by CinemaScore gave the film grade a B on a scale of A to F. Okay, so they did pretty much above average. It's up in the box office. Hmm. In opening weekend, it ranked fifth in North America box office, third among the week's new releases. It also closed almost in October or 2000 with domestic total of 26,000 and $9,129,000. Austin and other territories and grossed worldwide as thirty-five million a hundred and thirty-four thousand eight hundred and twenty, making it a box office bomb. Ooh. What about the rewards? How many rewards did they get? Oh, they were nominated for just some. Stinker's Bad Movie Rewards, okay. The Golden Raspberries, ooh. For worst supporting an actress Renee Russo. Seriously, they didn't like her portrayal of Natasha Fatal? Huh? Oh, she also got nominated for Best Inker Movie Rewards for the same category. Worst Resurrection of a TV Show, Universal Studios. Okay, did they get any, any nominated for a good role? Oh, the Saturday Rewards. Best Supporting Actress and Best Supporting Actor, Renee and Jason Alexander. Hmm, who knew?
So, as you can imagine, for those who are just joining us, this is Return to the Movies on your... Oh, wait, I already did that. Wow, man, this movie, talk about this movie, is so bad, I'm pretty sure I'm getting some major brain farts. So, as you can imagine, it wasn't a huge success. What am I talking about? It was, of course it wasn't a huge success, it totally bombed. Right. So, I think after something so horrendous, I think we're nearing the runtime. I'm here. And so, I'm pretty sure we all deserve a little bit of a break. And so, this is Dreamer by My Supper Tramp. Now, if you excuse me, I'm gonna go stare at the sun! Oh, that feels so much better. Welcome back to Return to the Movies, I'm Austin Jones, and I think we're about ready to wrap things up. Now, now time for the consensus. Yes, there, there won't be, there have been many live action and slash anime in films, but there have always been, well, CG, never 2D, or drawn in like Space Jam, or Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but as long as there's always going to be some of them out there, who knows, they probably won't be like Rocky and Bullwinkles, also, like Tom and Jerry's, oh wait, never mind, I, that, that one didn't turn out well, anywho, all we can do is just pray and hope that the next Space Jam will probably take a different path from the others, and now, I think it's time to wrap things up, I'm Austin J. Jones, your average Joe reviewer, I review it so you don't waste your money or time, Till next time. Thank you.